networker is like a great interviewer. I'm huge on authenticity, guys. Um, you know, it's a big part of, of, of my message. Claim your local listings and don't get caught um, paying someone for your local listing. If you want to be successful, you got to do six things a thousand times. Not a thousand things, six times. And when in doubt, give to other people and don't expect anything in return. But in giving to other people and helping them, it almost always comes back. It's using the power of partnership, creating trusted partner networks to work with you to make your company be an offer more than just you. They've done 90% of the work. It's your job to do the last 10% to meet them in the middle. Don't let the fear of losing be greater than the excitement of winning. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ask Valor Masterminds podcast, brought to you by A Advanced Septic Services and Fuse Networks. My name's Galen. Good morning, I'm Joe. And we're coming at you from the BD Local Studios in Tacoma, Washington. So Joe, for our new listeners and viewers tuning in or downloading mm -hmm. the podcast, how did our podcasts come to be? Sure. First started out as a private Facebook group page, and the purpose was to bring uh, business owners together to just talk about business in general, ask questions, share tips, kind of just educate one another. Uh, and from that, more questions evolved that maybe out, maybe was outside of business. So we thought, what a great idea then to bring different guests onto a podcast platform to just a little bit dive deeper into kind of all topics related to business. Awesome. And we're lucky to say that this episode's our 75th episode, so another cool benchmark. When we first launched the podcast, we highlighted women business owners. Yep. So our previous guest, in honor of National Women's Small Business Month in October, we had Christy Allen and Natalie Miles. Mm -hmm. So what was one of your main takeaways from these powerhouse women we had on our last podcast? So these women actually were a part of the house that she built, which is an all-built, all-female-built all home. Built home, I believe, in Utah. Uh, and so really my takeaway was uh, during the podcast, we were just talking and I thought, well, it sounds like you women, you started a movement, not just for women in construction, but just women in general and how they need to be treated equal uh, in all, you know, in all industries in, in which women work. And what was interesting is you, you talk about income disparity in this country, women in construction are close to equal earners to their male counterparts. Mm -hmm. And in the white collar world, it's not always the case. So check out that episode. Uh, but now we are going to focus on our guest today, Mr. Jeff West. Uh, Joe, can you start our formal introduction for our guest, please? Yes, yeah, so I'm excited about this one. So Jeff West is an award-winning author of the heartwarming business fable, The Unexpected Tour Guide, winner of the Bronze Level Award in the business fable category from the Axiom Business Book Awards in 2015 and recipient of kind endorsements from best-selling authors such as Bob Berg, Brian Tracy, and Tom Hopkins. He is a proud member of the Go-Giver community, which is where I met him, and the Go-Giver Success Alliance with Bob Berg and Kathy Tangle. Hey, Janelle. Hey, Janelle. And former guest Bob Berg on our podcast. Mm -hmm. He's also been a guest on national and international uh, sales shows such as the Go-Giver Influencers, making a significant impact hosted by Bob Berg, The Buyer's Mind with Jeff Shore, The Author, Your Brand Show with Doug Crow, Monday Morning Madness with Lisa Weiber, Authored Authority with Kim Thompson Pinder, and Add Value to Entrepreneurs with Robert Peterson, and has been quoted source for publications such as, such as Sales and Marketing Management Magazine, the National Federation of Independent Business, and Peak Sales Recruiting. For over 30 years, Jeff coached and led sales teams in multiple industries and was among the top sales performers and leaders in the nation. For over 20 years, he was an entrepreneur in field sales management 
with the Fortune 500 insurance company, Aflac. Jeff has earned a Bachelor of Science in Music Education from Jacksonville State University, a Master of Music Composition from Texas A&M University, um, and a Certified Leadership Fellow from the American College. Everyone, welcome, Jeff. Awesome. So real quick, I have to ask this. Um, we talked about this just before we got on air, but tell me your story from being a music major to pivoting to what you are now. It's kind of funny as I think back about how life goes, you know, we, we have to live life forward, but we only understand it looking backwards. Mm -hmm. And I was finishing up my master's degree out here in Texas and uh, my I got married during the middle of that year and my wife needed to finish up her bachelor's degree back in Alabama the following fall. And so I said, well, I'll have you back in school. I'll finish up and we'll go. And as I started interviewing for teaching jobs in the state of Alabama in 1982, there weren't any openings. <laughs> and if there were, even if there were openings, the starting pay in 1982 with a master's degree in music and, and with the extra pay that you get as a band director, which is similar to a coach's stipend, starting pay was $14,000 a Ooh. year anyway. Mm. And you had to have the master's to get that. And I asked, I asked the principal that I was interviewing with, I said, why do you have to have the master's to get the extra $2,000 per year? And he says, because you got to be really smart to live off $14,000. <laughs> but Good answer. I, I, so I, I got into some teaching. I got into looking around for other jobs. And I was blessed that there was a sales opening with a musical instrument company. Mm -hmm. And uh, I ended up going to work there. The first year I made 50% more than I would make teaching. And I, I just stayed in the private sector from that, po fo that point forward. I always tell people, my children and my wife picked up a couple of pesky habits that made me stay there. They like to eat. They like to live indoors. So I just didn't stay back <laughs> in teaching. So. Awesome. And real quick, there's an upcoming book, The Lady with the Blue Hair. Can you just... Tell us about that real quick. Thank you so much for that. Uh, yes, yeah, so the title of the book is Said the Lady with the Blue Hair, and it will fit perfectly well with your last guest that you were just referring to because it's it's primarily a story. The subtitle is Seven, uh, Seven Rules for Success in Direct Sales Wrapped in a Wonderful Parable for Life, and we're getting some fantastic endorsements for the book. Uh, but it is a story of women mentoring women and the lessons that are taught in there are sales lessons that go across all industries and in, in male and female. I'm getting corporate uh, leaders that are telling me that story works with every single customer, every single client we have. And it, it's just a really well-written story. It's co-written with uh, my uh, friend, Lisa Wilbur. Mm -hmm. She is actually a direct sales legend. Uh, she is uh, one of Avon's top earners and, and organization builders in the history of the company. Wow. She got over 5,000 people in her sales team alone. Wow. That's crazy. And we took lessons basically that she uh, taught her team and then I turned it into the parable in a partnership. But it, it's been a great thing. And if anybody wants information, you can go to saidtheladywiththebluehair.com and you'll, you'll see a lot of the endorsements and things like that. We release awesome. it uh, December 1. Yes. All right. So upcoming before the end of the year, talking about a good story, a business's website tells a true story of your business and how you're represented online. Joe, can you tell us about our hashtag Valor Cares initiative? Sure. So it's just a way for us to give back to 
small business owners or just business owners in general. So uh, we build, a, you know, one to two free websites uh, every single month for businesses who really need it. So whether they're a brand new business and they don't have a website and they're just starting out, or maybe they've been in business 50 years and just they just don't like their website. Right. So really everyone is could be included in this. The only thing that does not or that is excluded uh, is e-commerce website builds. And then because of this, we have another company that partners with us called Waymark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'll give away a free one month of producing videos. Awesome. To go with the free website build. So yeah, we're helping uh, small business entrepreneurs tell your story online with your business. Um, so now we come to our A Advanced Septic Pump You Up quote of the day. So now that summer's over and fall's here outside the studio, it's raining, Seattle, no surprise. <laughs> we needed two motivational quotes to pick us up today. <laughs> and Jeff was able to provide them. So we love this one. You can't earn a six-figure income on minimum wage effort. So Captain Obvious is knocking on the door. Tell us your thoughts on this. <laughs> well, it, it's something that I used to teach in the, in the sales schools that I would do in the insurance industry. And it's just simple. We, uh, many people will start a sales career in various industries thinking, you know, salespeople don't really work all that hard and they make a lot of money. And the truth is, salespeople and entrepreneurs work very hard. You guys know this. You, you're mm-hmm. constantly trying to build. And so one of the first things that I always try to get across to anyone that was getting started is, is if you really want those big incomes in uh, the career that I was in and all that, it, they're there, but yeah. you have to work really hard and you can't expect a six-figure income on minimum wage effort. If you're going to kind of just barely show up and just be there to put the minimum effort in, you'll never hit those levels. But if you get out there and you push and you stretch, uh, the big incomes are there for everyone. Yeah. Right. I love that. So our next one, I love this one also, a positive attitude will not guarantee your success, but a negative attitude will almost certainly guarantee your failure. So uh, talk to us about that. Your thoughts, please. Well, the uh, one of the things that I have always found myself doing was working on on my self image, working on mm-hmm. my sales skills, and and I was a big believer, always have been a big believer in one of Zig Ziglar's uh, quotes that he used to say is you know uh, motivation doesn't last, so we recommend that you do it every single day, <laughs> that kind of thing. And he said it's kind of like he said it's kind of like bathing. So we, you know, bathing doesn't last either, but you need to re- re-engage every day. So I've always been a big believer in that. And I've seen some people that when they were uh, working on themselves and working on their attitude, uh, they were great. They had great attitude and they had a great set of skills when it came to that area, but they didn't always get out and go to work. Mm-hmm. And so it was par- partly teaching that, but the other side of the coin is too, is if someone comes on board in any career, in any business, if their attitude is one of scarcity or it's one of uh, those things can't happen to me or it, it just it's not there. A right. negative attitude, even with a sharp person, can absolutely tank their career. And so that's another point that I've always felt like was very important to make, especially with new people. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. Uh, now we come to the part of our podcast, our Fuse Networks Did You Know segment. So voice over IP is a powerful business tool. Communications are important for small businesses. But how much do you pay attention to your telephone system? While it might have been useful in the past, chances are your team members and clients are communicating with you in a different ways, rendering your telephone system more or less obsolete, at least the traditional telephone system. Compared to other um, options, voice over IP, traditional telephone solutions are simply outdated in nature and scope. Let Fuse Networks go over what you need. Contact Fuse Networks today. So 
in our Did You Know segment, Jeff provided us with a couple myths in related to the direct sales world, but also for, mostly for all businesses. So we love, I'd like to hear, I mean, I'm just to hear, excited to hear your thoughts, but people can make decisions based on logic alone. So, you know, I've always liked to think that I was a very logical person and I could, I could look at any scenario and I could logically think my way through it and I could make that decision based on logic. But as I began to manage salespeople over the years, one of the things that would be surprising is you could take two different people who had equal resumes and, and looked really mm -hmm. like they should both be successful and one would make it and one wouldn't. Mm -hmm. So as I, as I began my speaking career and writing, I came across the works of a Dr. Antonio Damasio. He's a professor of, uh, he's a neuroscientist and all. And he did a study. And then that study, he studied a group of people that, that the part of their brain that dealt with logic and the part of their brain that really controlled their emotion, th those parts couldn't communicate. And what he found out is those people could not make decisions. They couldn't make even the simplest of decisions. And what happens is the way the brain works, there's an actual science, a neurological process with every decision we make. Mm -hmm. And it's where the logical portion of the brain and the emotional portion of the brain combine to make that decision. And I kind of branded it in what I do. I called it fusion points. And that's that moment where positive emotion and logic join and it tends to make the process go forward whether it's prospecting or whether it's growing a business mm -hmm. whether it's your own tenacity and then uh, the negative side of that is a collision point where it's a negative emotion connecting but you can't make any decision with just logic neural neurologically sure. it's actually impossible joe and i come from the <laughs> yellow page world so this this one just hits us hits with us great training on products and sales processes are enough to make your salespeople successful so i've seen We've experienced it firsthand. Companies will just say, oh, new product, spend a half a day training, you have everything you need, go succeed. That's not the case, that's why it's a myth. Talk to us about that one, please. Well, you know, that, uh, the Yellow Page company that you were working with, they're not the only company that makes this uh, mistake. Yeah. And it goes back into the same thing we were talking about earlier about the logic and emotion connecting together. Mm -hmm. When a company will spend millions and millions of dollars, and I, I came from the insurance industry, every company does that. They'll spend millions of dollars getting that logical portion, the product knowledge, the, the sales process that if, it's, if they stick to it, it's going to work. They get all that together and then they still wonder why their turnover is so high. And it's because in their training regimen, in their culture, they're not creating that emotional tie with that logic because uh, it's, it, there is so much to be said for the things that any company or any organization does in the mix of their training that will pull that together with that logic. And when you do that, that's when the training sticks. That's when the, uh, it, that's when the new person will stay with you for sure. So you kind of foreshadowed that. You can't reduce the turnover in a commission-only sales team. So again, we've experienced it firsthand. Hire 30, hopefully 10 stick. You got another 30 you're going to hire, hopefully 10 stick, and you mm -hmm. repeat the process, right? So Exactly. And it's just, it, it goes back again to uh, those organizations that, have, that build huge loyalty, that their sales team is loyal, they stick. It's because they don't just give the nuts and bolts of how to make the career work. They combine that with a culture of leadership and a culture inside their leadership team that really works very hard to make the, 
the connections with their people. Uh, one of the things that I used to do uh, with the Fortune 500 insurance company that I was with is I would literally, I would always try to make every meeting we had something where I went around and I met with every single person that was at the meeting. And sometimes we would have hundreds there mm-hmm. and I would shake their hand. I would, I, I would get to know who their family was. I would do things like that. And then I would take the management team on trips but it, what it did is it built a culture that uh, it was just, it created a lot of bonding. So real quick, I, I just want to ask a follow-up question. In today's day and age with uh, employees now, you know, my dad worked for Boeing for almost 49 years. So there's that, that loyalty. But with the workplace now, you don't get that. You know, you, you have people jump ship. So when you try to create a culture in this new age of companies, you know, like some people still work from home. What's the main challenge for companies to try to get that piece? You're connecting, all right, the logic piece with kind of like the emotional piece. If if you're checked out emotionally, you get the logic. I'm doing mm-hmm. a job nine to five. I don't see how those two things work together. It it definitely takes some planning and some effort on uh, the management comp- the management of the company. It takes uh, a lot of thought process on their part because especially after the pandemic over the last few years, when the workforce began to work from home more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my, my son-in-law works for a company and everyone with that company works remotely. Mm-hmm. And so it takes some planning. You can do a lot on uh, with Zoom meetings. You can do a lot with uh, various uh, things, but you have to make your focus on what does it take to make this person want to be part of this organization? I, was, I, I equate sales and I equate company growth to a lot like developing a personal relationship. It's the things that you do on a daily basis, and it can be simple things, but it's those things that you do on a daily basis that makes that person want to be part of your life, part of your organization. Mm-hmm. That's what you're going for. And with the, the younger generation, they are more gig oriented anyway. So mm-hmm. you really yeah. do have to be intentional. And so a lot of Zoom meetings can do that. A lot of specialized uh, employee appreciation programs can do that. But it definitely takes more planning now than it did when when we all showed up in one building and everybody got to know each other there. Right, definitely. right. So let's get into it. Uh, you mentioned it, fusion points, the the concept that you train on, engage the science of persistence. So for our audience, that small business owner out there, the entrepreneur, um, for Joe and I, it was an intriguing concept. So kind of tell us two or three takeaways that our audience could take when you talk about, you know, um, the science of persistence. Cause I don't think people think of persistence that way. You know, they think of it, you're annoying or bothering me, but there's actually a process to make things happen how you want to. So there is, uh, it goes back to the science of how people make decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're working within that science and you understand, okay, if we find ways to combine their positive emotion, uh, the generation of that with the logic of what we're trying to do, it's going to move the process forward. And you can literally influence how some decisions are made. You can actually influence how a prospect will even have that first conversation with you. Mm. You'll, you'll improve, you can influence how that potential customer then becomes your customer and eventual walking ambassador. Uh, you can influence how your team members on in your organization make the decision to stay with your organization. And it, it's a, that combination of positive emotion and logic. I teach in a sales process when someone's working with me on sales coaching, how to establish that even before you ask for that first appointment through providing value to that prospect two to three times before you even say, hey, I'd like to get together with you. Because mm-hmm. what it will do is it, it, when you can link 
some sort of valuable thing that they actually wanted. And sometimes you have to take a little time and a little thought process to make that mm -hmm. happen. But if I've sent somebody, you know, two or three different touches where it was something they really liked and they enjoyed, and that, that was something that was useful to them, that by the time I get around and said, Hey, I'm going to be in your area on Tuesday. Why don't we get together for 20 minutes? They're going to say, yes, the percentage goes up. And by that same token, if your conversation with a potential customer is such that it's, it's focused on what you do that provides value to them, then it makes the process go forward. You know, I always refer to a value proposition as one of the most misunderstood uh, concepts, I think, in the world of business. But your real value proposition has nothing to do with you. It has nothing mm -hmm. to do with your company, your product. It is 100% how the person you're visiting with at the time, how their life it's improved by a relationship with you and your company. So in essence, it's really not your value proposition. It's their value from your proposition. And that's the key to making a business grow. Can you share then a, like one or two tips about how salespeople should be engaging to build relationships? Because you brought it up already and my mind already is, is already going, but you brought it up about how you're, you're creating touch points with businesses. You're right. essentially building that trust, correct? So that way right. when you are asking for their business, they're more inclined to see you because you've already built that trust, correct? Right. Absolutely. I, I teach people to, to provide uh, ideally three, I call it priming your prospecting pump. But if you try to say that too fast, you'll get tied up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, things like it, if depending on the business, cause it can vary a little bit. But, you know, I, it can be as simple as if you've got a, a company you want to do business with and they're a small business and there's a particular issue about small business that is, that is uh, touching all of them. I like to send out little things about NFIB webinars that are going on. NF mm -hmm. The NFIB does tremendous job helping people, especially small businesses and, and with the issues that are going on. I'll send them something. I won't, I won't be asking for business from them at all. So, hey, I wanted to eventually meet you anyway, but I saw this and I thought this might be something useful to you. And I would send it to them. Or I may, uh, the company that, that, I, that I think you guys mentioned in the intro, I used to work with Aflac. I always, mm -hmm. I always say a Fortune 500 com insurance company if they haven't mentioned that. But I would often, the, the, the Aflac duck when it first came out was so popular. I would, I, was, I would tell people, look, I'm going to be bringing, dropping off an Aflac duck for you. I really want to meet you. And I would do something like that. It can, it can be anything as long as it is, is valuable in the eyes of the person mm -hmm. that you're sending it to. I, I've, I've even had instances where you'd see a company that was being recognized for something, the local small company, but maybe it was in the chamber of commerce. You, you copy that, you email them or you do a hand mail, whatever you want to do, but send it to them with a note that said, I saw this. I know it was great. I thought you'd like to have a copy. By the way, I'm going to be in your area next week. Hopefully you'll have a little time to meet with me and send something like that because what you're doing, even those little things, you're looking to create that positive emotional experience so that when it's combined with the logic of what you're going to be talking to them, it's, you know, is going to provide value anyway, mm -hmm. then it can move that into that direction. Have you ever used send out cards to do that or mailbox power? Uh, I have not used send out cards, but let me tell you, those are some amazing things. Mm -hmm. My uh, co-author on said the lady with the blue hair, mm -hmm. she uses send out cards all the time. And I have never seen anything build a better impression with people you want to meet or a better loyalty. once you know them, it's great. Yeah. So I just, I, I use it to, 
uh, one, stay in touch with people. So keep that top of mind awareness for people that I network with or clients or things like that. But it could also be used as a sales tool for people who are trying to get past gatekeepers. So if you know the business owner's name and you send them a card and you brand it with your company information and all that kind of stuff, but it's a way for you to get in front of the business owner and bypass the gatekeeper. So if you're, if, if you're not in sales, you probably don't know what a gatekeeper is, but if you are in sales, you'll understand it. Yes. We, we, we could switch it to the key holder. <laughs> the key holder. The key holder. That's a much po more, more positive there. But right. yeah, there's, there's something you can add to that as you send those cards. I always uh, recommend that people put a little note on the card that says, mm -hmm. I plan on giving you a call soon. Please be expecting my call. Then yeah. when you do make contact, if you have to go through the key holder, it's very easy to say, hey, John's expecting my call. Because <laughs> you've told them three times to do that. They are expecting your call. Nice. So for a salesperson, just, we'll go from the direct salesperson side. If you're a salesperson that moves into a new territory, you know, that you don't know your centers of influence yet, you know, maybe you just ended in a new location or possibly started a new job in a new industry where your contacts don't, don't relate. Is there one or two things you'd recommend like that person to do to kind of help build this trust and try to get to decision makers and everything? Absolutely. Uh, the first thing that I would do, it, you could drop me in the middle of Minot, North Dakota, at the right, North Dakota, and, and not, I wouldn't know anybody. The first thing I would do is I would start going around to local uh, organizations and I would get involved in the community. And then when I was in that position, my focus wouldn't be on, hey, here's what I do. Here's my card. Wouldn't do that at all. Mm -hmm. I would get to know people and then I would make the effort to connect people with each other. Yep. Whether, you know, if I, someone was talking to me and said, hey, they were telling me they were in the market for a house. And then later, if I talked to a realtor, I would put the two together. I, mm -hmm. I, I learned that lesson from someone we all know, Bob Berg. Mm. But if I am focused on providing value to other people, by, other people by putting them together, it becomes a very natural thing for them to also want to help me. And they will make the connections for me in the community. So being in that community connector and everything, right? Because yeah. your power... Why we start how we started this podcast. Now we know more people in our network. Mm -hmm. So when we don't hesitate to connect people like you should talk to this person or vice versa. Oh, you guys should talk to these people, you know, to, to be this podcast guest or help out those kind of things. So it works both ways. It right? does. And it's an amazing benefit to be because what you're doing when you do that, guys, you're focusing on the value to others. You're, you're focusing mm -hmm. on, okay, how can I make that happen for them? And then you find a couple of benefits that you, that you didn't even know. When you first start doing it, sometimes you're thinking, okay, eventually it's going to work out for some business for me. But very quickly, that doesn't even really become the primary. The primary becomes the way you feel when you help other people connect. And uh, I, I, I laughingly refer to it as being a matchmaker because yeah. it's really what you're doing. But at the same time, uh, you build a culture where people, they like to see others succeed when it's someone they they like they like and they care about what's going on mm -hmm. and you put yourself into those shoes and it, it it's pretty powerful so i'm curious because you're a book author what's for people that are maybe struggling with sales are there any books that you recommend that they go check out that could help whether it's you written or someone else you know they're written that could help increase maybe to be a better salesperson increase your sales absolutely i would always start with endless referrals by bob berg it's just a tremendous, that book is one of the two books that actually changed the direction of my career. I'm from, I went from being an average district sales coordinator with AFLAC to in two years later being a regional sales coordinator and two years later being a state sales coordinator. That was one of those things. The parable 
that uh, Bob Berg and John David Mann did together from that is called The Go-Giver. Yep. I strongly recommend that. Um, I think the, the, my book, the, the, the Unexpected Tour Guide, is pretty strong. It got some great endorsements from some good people. Uh, there, uh, there's just so many good resources out there. Uh, pretty much anything from Jeffrey Gittimer, I'm going to like. Mm-hmm. There's just, there's so much. And by the way, don't forget, said the lady with the blue hair, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a December release, you said, before December the 1st? December right, 1st. Pre-sales will start November 1, but the book release is December 1. So it'll be a great um, Christmas gift if you're a salesperson trying to get in front of people, correct? I love how you think. <laughs> there you go. One last time, one last push for our Valor, hashtag Valor Cares initiative, Joe. Sure. So if you own a business and you're unhappy with your website or you just need a new website built, go to our website, click on the Valor Cares, submit your information, and someone could reach out to you, let you know if you can get a free website. Awesome. And we'll share Jeff's um, contact information, uh, some of the links to his websites uh, with purchasing the book and everything on yeah. our social media channels. Um, Jeff, thanks so much for spending some time with us, getting to know you. Um, my pleasure. Sharing is, some of your insights. Yeah, this has been an absolute best. Uh, probably one of my favorite podcasts. Yeah. You're very so. kind. I enjoyed it so much, guys. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So on behalf of our sponsors, A Advanced Septic Services and Fuse Networks, my name's Galen. I'm Joe. And coming at you from the BD Local Studios in Tacoma, Washington, thanks for watching or listening to this episode of the Ask Valor Masterminds podcast. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.